It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Batman, Wonder Woman, Marvel, Spider-Man, Image, Spawn, Saga, Boom, Once and Future, Power Rangers, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Dio, and this week, this week, we have an episode of reviews and previews. That's right, we're going to have a previews episode for book shipping in the month of September, and then we're going to take a look at some uh, comics that came out over the past few weeks before uh doing a quick look at what's going to be coming out uh, this new comic book day. And so before we get into that, as always, we're going to get into the news, and there's not a lot uh, of news this time around. Uh, solicitations for the month of October are not out yet for for the big two, DC and Marvel, uh, but they should be out by this coming Friday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that as they go and start to reveal what they'll be releasing in the month of October. Um, next up, over at Image, uh, a while back it was reported that Image had uh, implemented a policy where they would no longer be doing uh, second, third, fourth prints of their comics. So that seems to have changed and it is all due to 8 Billion Genies, the uh, comic book series that's currently out from Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Uh, it was recently announced that it's being picked up as a TV series over at Amazon and with that the book uh, issue one of the books sold out rather quickly. Uh, the speculators went in and, and took charge of things, and uh, because of that, uh, Image has uh, changed their policy. And so they are going to do a second printing of 8 Billion Genies number one, uh, and that should be in shops on August the 3rd. Uh, and the shops have until uh, later this week, uh, actually uh, this, this week, to get those orders in for... Uh, that second printing but again if you missed out on the first printing the second printing will be available august the third in comic shops everywhere and uh, then finally before we get into the previews uh last piece of news uh is again loss of another uh well-known figure in the comic book industry uh pat mccullum um you know, a lot of people know him as being an editor over at DC Comics, um, but he is he is also well known for being uh, one of the founders. He actually started the first Wizard magazine uh, way back when. I remember picking up that first issue uh, with Spider-Man on the cover that kind of introduced Tom Fallen to the comic book world. Um, he passed away recently, and uh, that story was posted uh, 
on Twitter by uh, a few of his friends of his loss. But again, you know, he was he was really, you know, key in in launching uh, Wizard and getting that uh, getting that 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 publication out there to the world that brought the world of comic books to uh, to magazine readers and you know one of the things that Wizard did was it truly highlighted you know the newcomers into the comic book industry you know Todd McFarlane, Greg Horn, you know those covers that they had for those issues of the magazine were great you know I, I had all of the issue magazines until Katrina uh, took them all and I was able to get a few more after the fact but um, he was a he he's a great loss you know he yeah, Dan Didio uh, gives him credit for helping him in uh, really pushing out uh, what we got in DC Rebirth uh, back when it launched in 2016 so you know he he did a lot for the industry. Uh, so, again, condolences and uh, condolences to his family on such a loss. And so, again, that, that's all for the news. Not a lot, uh, especially considering all that we're going to be doing this episode. And so, with that in mind, um, let's go ahead and, and let's jump into the previews. Time for the previews. And so, as always, we kick off our previews first and foremost with DC Comics. And their cover story for this month uh, is Batman vs. Robin, written by Mark Wade and Mahmoud Asra. Um, you guys that follow me on the, on the TBU comic podcast know that I am I am not excited about this story uh, from, from from my vantage point we've had enough of Batman versus Robin in some way shape or form uh, but the, they're giving it to us again it's supposed to be streaming out of the events of Shadow War as well as what's going on in World's Finest Batman and Robin um, but it's going to be Five issues, uh, each issue 48 pages, uh, with that first issue shipping out in the month of September. That will be Batman and Robin number one, sh- shipping on September the 13th uh, from DC Comics. And then diving into the book, uh, first up, page number one. Batman number 127 from Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez. Uh, we continue the failsafe storyline, uh, learning more about where failsafe come from and its ties to Batman uh, and how he continues to haunt him. And that backup story, which is also written by Chip Zdarsky, continues his story with uh, Catwoman. And uh, what's been going on with her after uh, first failing to uh, secure any of the Penguin's children before their ultimate demise. Uh, So we see that that storyline reaches its conclusion uh, 
but again, Batman 127 releases on September the 6th, $4.99. Of course, they have the cardstock variant for $5.99. Let me just say, they have uh, this variant. That's the 125 by Enoch Lee. It's absolutely beautiful with Catwoman on it. Uh, but they also have a Harley Quinn uh, 30th anniversary special cover as well that they're releasing. Page number four. Mariko Tamaki is not done with the Batman universe. And I am so, so happy that that is the case. Uh, Batman, One Bad Day, Two-Face, number one, written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Javier Fernandez uh, with a variant cover by Jim Lee that is absolutely, absolutely stunning. I absolutely love it. It features uh, Cassandra Cain, Batgirl, beating the crap out of Two-Face. But again, Batman, One Bad Day, Two-Face number one, a quick synopsis. Uh, Two-Face has always been viewed as Batman's most tragic villain. If only Harvey Dent hadn't been scarred by acid, he could have continued his work as DA in Gotham City and been Batman's greatest ally and friend, right? Or has Batman extended Harvey Dent too much grace in his multiple attempts at reform? He'll question himself as Harvey Dent is free once more, scarred but seemingly free of Two-Face's influence. But when it's revealed Harvey Dent's dad has been threatened to be murdered on his 88th birthday, will Two-Face be able to resist rejoining the party? Uh, So this is going to be absolutely stunning. I have loved every character Mariko Tamaki has picked up in the Batman universe, so I'm excited to see her take on Harvey Dent. And again, releases September the 20th, $7.99. It's a 64-page book in prestige format. Uh, Again, September 20th, it releases from DC. Uh, go ahead and just get this out the way. Uh, page number six. Uh, it is the Harley Quinn 30th anniversary special. Uh, anthology style book, of course, written by Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, Paul Dini, and a bunch of other Harley Quinn writers. Uh, I will likely be reading only one of them, and that is the Shippon Sedgwick story. Uh, I hope it continues the Harleen storyline that he did a few years ago, uh, but it has a million variant covers and it will probably have another thousand store variants, uh, but it's going to be a nine ninety nine book, 96 pages, releases on September the 13th from DC Comics. Releasing on September 27th, page 8, Tim Drake Robin number one, written by Megan Fitzmartin with art by Raleigh Rosmo. Uh, only mention it for you Tim Drake fans out there, but I have zero interest in this book. Uh, I just have not enjoyed what Fitzmartin have done has done with the character, and you 
go and you add uh, Raleigh Rossmo to it, whose art isn't all that great, at least for what this story is supposed to be doing. Now, the work he's doing on Harley Quinn is absolutely great. It fits that story and that character. I don't see it happening here. Uh, I don't care about where they're leading Tim to. I haven't cared about Tim in quite a while. It doesn't seem like anybody knows what what to do with him. And uh, Fitz Martin has hasn't made it any better since uh, picking up Tim in Urban Legends and going with that storyline. Uh, so. I will probably read the first issue simply so they can be covered on the TBU podcast, as we always do. But I have zero interest in uh, picking this book up for the long run. But that's just my take uh, on it. Uh, But it may be something of interest for you Tim Drake fans out there. Page 14, Deceased. War of the Undead Gods, number two, written by Tom Taylor with art by Trevor Hairsign and Andy Lanning. Uh, quick synopsis, the undead dark side begins his assault on the galaxy, attacking Karugar first, Karugar, the home of Sinestro. Could the fate of the planet depend on the Yellow Lantern Corps teaming up with a Green Lantern? Also, what horrors do Big Bada and Mr. Miracle find on New Genesis? Three ninety nine book, thirty two pages, releases on the twentieth. The covers look awesome, but let me tell you, the cover that I want is the one and fifty variant from Sun Kamunaki, uh, which features Cassie as Wonder Woman. It looks so beautiful. Uh, I am picking up this issue one way or the other. I've picked up every other issue in the deceased universe. Uh, So this will continue that as we finish up the volume. Uh, Again, 399 releases on September the 20th from DC. As it is every year, September is the month that they celebrate Batman Day and This year, Batman Day will be on September the 13th. And for Batman Day, uh, the two books that they are going to have available for free at comic shops. uh, The first one is going to be a special edition of Batman Hush number one, which is actually a reprint of Batman number 608, which was the first chapter of the event. Uh, So that is going to release on the 13th. And the other book is going to be Batman's Mystery Casebook, which is an all-ages book uh, written by Charlie Fish. Uh, So those are your two books for Batman Day. Again, Batman Day will be on September the 13th. Uh, in comic shops everywhere. Page 20. Uh, DC Horror presents Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. So we have a somewhat crossover with the Army of the Dead. And this book is going to be written by hard icon Bruce Campbell. Uh, with art by Eduardo Riso. Uh, with the cover from Gary Frank. It looks pretty nice. That is going to be a $3.99 book. Releases on September the 
Winnie Seventh from DC Comics. Page 23. So Dark Knights of Steel is taking a break from uh, its regular storyline. And we are getting Dark Knights of Steel, Tales from the Three Kingdoms. Number one from Tom Taylor, Jay Kristoff, and C.S. Picot. Uh, this is a this is an anthology-like series uh, that takes a look at the elves and the wanes uh, as kids. So the elf kingdom has been ruled with integrity and honesty for generations by families from the wanes to the elves. The future of the kingdom lies with its three heirs and the challenges they will face. But what really prepared them for their tumultuous future? What stories define Bruce, Sala, and Kalel? That is going to be a $5.99 book, 48 pages. Again, it's a one-shot. I don't know why DC continues to call these one-shots number ones. Just call it what it is. Uh, but releases on September the 6th from DC. Page 27, uh, Titans United Blood Pack number one, written by Kevin Scott, with art by Lucas Meyer. Uh, it's a three ninety nine book releases on September the twentieth. Uh, my interest is one thing and one thing alone. I have no interest in reading the book, but I want this variant cover by Derek Chu that features Raven. Stunning to say the least. It's it's how I can describe it. Uh, but again, if if you're a fans of if you're if you're a fan of the Titans, uh, pick that book up. Uh, I'm picking it up for the variant cover. Uh, I I had high hopes for the Titans as we got into Rebirth and all of that just went kind of flat. Uh, but again, releases on September the 20th from DC Comics. Page 33, Detective Comics number 1064, written by Ron V with art by Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, so, non-spoiler, spoiler. Uh, I've already read uh, Ron V's first issue on Detective as I prepare the uh, review for the Batman universe. And um, as someone who was um, pleasantly cautious, you know, I, I didn't have... A concern with Ron V being on the book. Uh, I was just more of at a loss at losing Mariko Tamaki uh, as the main writer. Uh, but again, having read that first issue already, I, I am on board uh, with what uh, it looks like Ron V is going to be doing. Uh, so consider me sold. And so this is going to be... Uh, the third part of his uh, first arc uh, again detective comics number 1064 releases on september the 27th uh 4.99 with the 5.99 cardstock variant from dc comics the next page actually page 34 uh Batgirls number 10, uh, again, only only mentioning this because of the cover, uh, the variant cover from Sweeney Boo that looks really nice. If there's one thing that I 
do not like about what they've done with uh, Cassandra Kane as Batgirl is they've made the mask with the white eyes. Uh, I wish they would have kept that black. Uh, that The all black was just so beautiful with the character and her mannerisms. I, would, I wish they would have uh, kept it that way. But again, that variant cover from uh, Sweeney Boo looks pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, so if I pick that issue up, uh, it will be simply because of that. Again, I have not enjoyed the story from Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad, so uh, I will be picking it up just for the cover alone, and, and that's it. Uh, but again, Batgirls number 10 releases on September the 13th, uh, 399 from DC. On the next page, page 35, a couple of books to pick up there. Uh, first of all, uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight, number five, written and drawn by Sean Murphy with variant cover by J. Scott Campbell. Uh, that is releasing on September 27th. And then at the bottom of the page, uh, releasing on September the 20th, we have issue number nine of... Chip Zdarsky's Batman the Night. Uh, again, that's written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Carmine Di Domenico. Uh, releases on the 20th. The synopsis for this, and this again is the uh, penultimate issue. Uh, this is issue 9. I think it's a 10-part series. Uh, and it reads, Bruce Wayne has traveled the world learning from the best to be the best. Class time is now over. And the final exam is here. Enter the demon's head. And just looking at that variant cover, there's a variant cover by Ricardo Federici uh, that looks stunning. And it features uh, Bruce sitting in a chair, but in the background, uh, there's Talia. So we, we kind of know where this is going to be going. And I'm wondering, and then we'll probably talk more about this on uh, the TV, the TVU podcast. Uh, but I wonder if we if we could see a change in the storyline of their relationship. Uh, if you listen to the last episode of the comic podcast, we spoke about whether or not uh, they might be, you know, setting us up to uh, get over the idea of. Bruce and Selena being a couple and somehow uh, getting us used to seeing Bruce and Talia together more often. And so I still wonder if that's going to happen. But again, uh, issue number nine of Batman the Night releases on September the 20th, $4.99 from DC. And again, this is the penultimate issue, so expect a lot of action um, from that issue. And then finally, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention it because I'm hoping, I am hoping to get uh, some good news out of it. Uh, Batman Urban Legends, uh, again, the anthology series I've not been crazy about. Uh, but this issue is going to have a story with the Outsiders written by Brandon Thomas. Uh, so I am hoping we get some good news out of that. Uh, but that is a $7.99 book. It releases on September the 13th from DC Comics. 
And on that next page, page 36, uh, Blood Syndicate, season one, number five of six, written by Jeffrey Dawn with art by Chris Cross and Juan Castro. Uh, we get the story of Holocaust and his origins and his plans for the future. Uh, so, again, I've been loving this, this new rendition of the Blood Syndicate that releases on September the 13th, uh, $3.99 from D.C. And so as I mentioned with the last ep- in the last episode, I spoke about the covers for uh, D.C. versus Vampires as being the only reason why I've been picking up some of the issues. That continues to be the case uh, both with uh, D.C. DC versus Vampires number nine, as well as DC versus Vampires All Out War number three. They have two variant covers. Uh, the regular cover, the re- regular variant cover uh, for DC versus Vampires is done by uh, Nathan Zerdy, and then the uh, variant cover for all Out War is done by Lyrics, but they look stunning. Uh, one is with Huntress, and the other is Starfire. Uh, but uh, DC vs. Vampires number 9 releases on September the 27th, and All Out War releases a week early on September the 20th. So I am, I am a little behind on duo uh, from Greg Pak and Choi Pham, uh, but I'm still collecting that. I've enjoyed the first two issues thus far. Uh, issue number five releases on September the 20th, $3.99 from DC. Page 39. Uh, Two books picking up there, Nightwing number 96 from Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo, and then Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number four from Stephanie Williams with art by Alita Martinez and Mark Morales. I saw uh, Stephanie at HeroesCon last month and uh, still hoping to get her on the show. Uh, We exchanged contact info. So I'm hoping to get her on the show real soon to talk about uh, some of her projects and what she's done thus far with Nubia since bringing her back into the DC Universe. Uh, but uh, Nightwing releases on September the 20th, $3.99, and it's also $3.99 for Nubia, and that releases on September the 6th. Page 40, uh... Poison Ivy, number four, written by G. Willow Wilson, with art by Marcio Takara. So, <laughs> this has been a gory book, uh, especially the first issue. Uh, I'm a little ahead, again, you know, just prepping for reviews and things that we do on the podcast. But uh, I have actually enjoyed this story. Uh, the art is great. It really goes with, with where the book is going from a from a horror standpoint. It, it, it's just a great story, and and, and I'm enjoying it thus far. Uh, again, it is Poison Ivy number four, 
releases on September the 6th, $3.99. And then the final book I plan on picking up from DC, uh, The New Champion of Shazam, number two, written by Josie Campbell, with art by Evan Doc Shaner. Uh, $3.99, 32 pages, releases on September the 6th from DC Comics. And with that being said, it's now time to move over to Marvel Comics and the Marvel Comics previews. Okay, so taking a look now at Marvel and the Marvel previews for the month of September on its cover, All Out Avengers, number one, written by Derek Landry, with art by Greg Land. Um... There's one thing I can see, and I'm a big Greg Land fan, uh, but they really look like they've aged down some of these characters. Uh, Thor looks like he's in his 20s, early 30s, and so does Carol Danvers. Uh, so uh, that's their focus on uh, for this month with their cover. Uh, but with regards to books that will be running through the month, uh, of course, for them, it's the big crossover between the Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals, with uh, Judgment Day being the main book for that crossover. And, of course, they have the uh, tie-ins throughout all of their other series. Uh, but for me, and I don't know what it is, but I am reading less and less Marvel books these days. Uh, I am pretty much dropped. I pretty much dropped all of the X books, uh, with the exception of Immortal X Men. Uh, I've given up on Marauders. Uh, I've given up on the main X Men book, although I will talk about it uh, as we get through the previews. But I just, I don't know. If, if for some reason I have kind of lost hope uh, with, with what's coming out from Marvel right now. Um, even with, uh, She-Hulk, and you know, I'm a huge She-Hulk fan, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to get a feel for where Rainbow Rowell is trying to take Jennifer. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know, I'm just, for some reason, I've been turned off with what's going on. I've been turned off with what's going on at Marvel, so I, I, I just don't get it uh but hopefully hopefully things will pick up once uh this event of theirs is over but uh as we go through the marvel's previews for the month uh first up page number eight immortal x-men number six written by karen gillen with art by michelle bandini uh, that is a three ninety nine book. Uh, I it is a tie in with the Judgment Day crossover. Uh, reading the synopsis, uh, Judgment comes and the Quiet Council grows suspiciously quiet. An exception. Uh, do you think a man so devoted to the Hellfire cares one jot? Let's find out. And so again, that is Immortal X-Men number 6 from Karen Gillen and Michelle Bandini, 
it releases on September the 7th from Marvel Comics. Uh, next up, as I mentioned earlier in the cover book uh, for Marvel this time around, All Out Avengers, number one, written by Derek Landy, with art by Greg Land, uh, introducing an, the all-new Avengers series that starts in the middle of the explosive action and races to a shocking climax. Uh, they have a nice old-school hidden gem variant from Dave Cockrum, uh, but again, I am not looking at picking that up uh, but it releases on September the 7th from Marvel Comics and it is a $3.99 book page 15 uh, Midnight Suns and this is S-U-N-S that's uh, a nice play on the old Midnight Suns series S-O-N-S uh, from decades ago that included uh, Ghost Rider and Blade and a few other characters. This is a new team that includes Magic and Spirit Rider and, and Nico Minoru as well as uh, Wolverine and Blade. Uh, so that is a three ninety nine book. It's a five part miniseries. And it releases on September the 14th from Marvel Comics. Page 28, uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth. And of course, Symbol of Truth is the uh, Sam Wilson book compared to Sentinel of Liberty, which is the Steve Rogers book. Uh, but Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number five, written by Toshi with art by R.B. Silver. There is a Miracle Man variant cover by Salvador La Roca, which is absolutely beautiful. If I pick this book up, uh, it will be simply because of that cover. And they are there are several uh, Miracle Man variants that are coming out um, from Marvel in the month of September. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but again, if I pick that up uh, it'll definitely be because of it'll definitely be because of that cover and I'll be picking up that variant but again it is a $3.99 book and it releases on September 21st from Marvel and then on page 34 uh, She-Hulk number seven written by Rainbow Ryle will by Luca Maresca. Again, uh, I'm going to always support She-Hulk, my second favorite character after Batman, but I'm, I'm still trying to see where Rainbow is trying to take the character. Uh, and, and I hope I can, I can get that. I think part of the problem is, has been the delays in the shipment. So I'll definitely... Uh, we'll probably give it another go uh, once I can read more of the issues together instead of having having the gaps that it's been going through. Uh, but it's also going to have 
a Miracle Man variant that is also going to be done by Jen Bartel, who also does the main cover. Uh, but again, it's a three ninety nine book. Uh, it releases on September the seventh from Marvel. And and so lastly, the last thing I want to cover uh, is not necessarily a floppy, but in the collected editions, uh, page sixty six, uh, Miracle Man by Neil Gaiman and uh, Buckingham. Uh, this is going to be book one, the Golden Age trade paperback. Um, again, Marvel is, is prepping for an anniversary with Miracle Man, and, and he's expected to make uh, a huge splash uh, in 2023. There's a crossover that's been rumored to be coming about uh, with someone, with one of the main Marvel characters. So uh, they are now attempting to reintroduce the character to the Marvel Universe, especially for those who are not used to him. Uh, but again, this is going to be uh, Miracle Man Book 1, The Golden Age Trade Paperback, and it, it releases from Marvel on October the 19th, so it's an early solicit uh, for this book, and it's 20 bucks. And it's going to do it for Marvel Comics. Again, for some reason, I'm, I'm just not into a lot of what they're putting out these days. I don't know why. They just they just haven't grabbed me as they used to. Uh, so I hope that that changes over the next coming months, especially after Judgment Day ends. But I, I don't know. Um, well, with that being said, it is time to move on over to the big book the previous catalog from Diamond Distributors. And as always, when we begin with the big book, uh, we take a look at the covers on the back side with the toys and statues. Uh, Power Ra Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 100, written by a host of writers with art by a host of artists. Uh, we'll be talking about that as we get into Boom. I'll put the quick summary of that on the back cover. The charge to 100 reaches its final milestone. Don't miss the biggest issue the series has ever seen, featuring 10 exclusive Intimix trading cards. And then on the front cover, uh, the comic book side, uh, Vanish, written by Donnie Cates, with art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, this is going to be an image book. Uh, the visionary Venom duo reunites uh, for the most ambitious revenge epic of the decade. And so we'll be looking at that as we now go into the first section of the big book, uh, which is Image Comics, beginning on page 40. And that is Vanish, number one, written by Donnie Cates with art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, there are bunch of variant covers including some uh, ratio covers uh, one from Greg Capullo and McGinnis and then uh, Daniel Warren Johnson has a raw variant uh, releases on September 21st it is a $3.99 book from Image page 48 
flawed number one six parts miniseries uh, written by Chuck Brown with art by Prenzy. Uh, so it appears to be an action adventure crime story uh, with a mixture of supernatural. Uh, again, this releases on September 28. It is a $3.99 book. I'll definitely be picking that up. Uh, I am a huge Chuck Brown fan, so I'll be picking it up. Page 56. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips are back with the next uh, volume in their Reckless series. And this one is Follow Me Down, a hardcover. Uh, releases on October the 12th, so this is an advanced solicit. It is a $25 book. Again, releasing in October from Image Comics. Alright, then as we get through the rest of Image, uh, we get through the books that I've already uh, talked about in the past, on past episodes. Uh, Do a Powerbomb, number four, from Daniel Warren Johnson, who does the writing and the art. Uh, that releases on September the 14th, at the bottom of the page, uh, page 72. Eight Billion Genies, number five, written by Charles So with art by Ryan Brown. That releases on September 28th. And again, both are $3.99 books. Page number 78. Uh, issue number 3 of the Magic Order, Volume 3, from Mark Millar, with art by Gigi Caminago. Uh, that releases on September 28th from Image. And on that next page, uh, Mellow Society number five, written by Zach Kaplan, with art by Gwen Hermie Bobby and Marco Lesko, releases on September 7th from Image. Then on page 79, Public Domain, written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, this is issue number four, that releases on September the 21st. I just started reading um, Public Domain, and uh, it was really good. I think you would enjoy that. So if you haven't picked it up yet, uh, I strongly suggest you do so. It's a very good book. Page 85, Twig number 5, the last part of the series, written by Scotty Young with art by Kyle Stram, uh, releases on September the 7th. On that next page, 86, Unnatural Blue Blood, uh, number 5 of 8, written by Mergo Andolfo, with art by Yvonne Bigarella. That releases on September the 28th, and of course it's a $3.99 book. Moving over to Boom, Boom Studios. Uh, first book, uh, Briar, number 1 of four, it's a four-part miniseries, uh, releases on September the 7th, written by Christopher Cantwell, with art by Jermaine, or Jermaine Garcia. Uh, this quick synopsis, what if Sleeping Beauty never got her happily ever after and instead had to save herself? Set in a brutal fantasy world that time forgot, this isn't the fairy tale you know. Again, that's a four ninety nine book releases on September the seventh from Boom Studios.
And then as I mentioned, uh, as we began the review of the big book, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 100, written by Ryan Parrott, with art by a host of artists, uh, including uh, Marco Rena, Dan Mora, uh, Danielle DiNicolo. Uh, well, this is going to be good. And then we have a host of variant covers as well, including a blank cover for those who like to get sketches. Uh, it's going to have a foil cover as well. Uh, releases on September 28th. It's either a $9.99 for the regular cover, or if you get in the foil cover, it's 12 bucks from Boom Studios. Page number 109. Grim number 5, written by Stephanie Phillips, with art by Flaviano. Uh, that releases on September the 28th, $3.99. It also is going to have a foil cover that will be $5.99. At the bottom of the page, uh, Berserker number 10, we're getting closer and closer to that last issue, number 12, uh, written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, with art by Ryan Garney. That also releases on the 28th, uh, $3.99, and it has a $4.99 foil cover, if you're interested in that. That following page, page 110, once in Future, number 29, written by Karen Gillen with art by Dan Moore. That releases on September the 7th, uh, $3.99 from Boom. Moving on to Dynamite. Dynamite Entertainment, page 157. Another new series from Dynamite, another in the Vampirella Universe Vampirella Mind Warp, number one, written by Jeff Parker, with art by Benjamin Dewey. Uh, quick synopsis, it's a deadly chase across reality in a Vampirella epic, unlike any you've ever seen before. Enter the twisted world of Mind Warp. Meet Baroness Grudel, an evil sorcerer. With an ancient crown that possesses dreadful powers, Grizzle's ambition is to live 1,000 years, and she plans to accomplish this by stealing and inhabiting the powerful body of Vampirella. What follows is a mad chase across time and space itself, as seen through the prism of Vampirella's wild history and dark origins. Uh, I'm not certain... I'm going to be picking this up, but uh, Dynamite has been investing a lot in Vampirella, especially with uh, her anniversary that just recently passed. There was a lot that I know they were not able to do, and so they seem to be trying to uh, catch up on that. So, again, Vampirella Mind Warp, that releases on September the 14th, and it is a $3.99 book from Dynamite. Page 169. Uh, Scarlet Sisters is one shot written by Alex Segura with art by Emilana Pina. Uh, that is in its one shot. Releases on September 7th. It is a $4.99 book from Dynamite. Page 177. Vampirella Year One, written by Christopher Priest, uh, that releases on September the 28th, 
and it is a three ninety nine book. I've been enjoying everything that Christopher Priest has been doing in the Vampirella universe, beginning with Vampirella and then moving on with uh, Sacred Seven, and now he's doing this. Uh, he's doing this year one series. I remember when I met him at Baltimore Comic Con uh, last year. He said he wasn't sure if he was going to be doing year one or not, uh, but it seemed like that that come through. So I will. I, I picked up the series, so I haven't started reading it yet. Uh, but if it's anything like what he's done uh, recently with the Vampirelli universe, I am pretty sure that I'll be enjoying it. Moving on over to Aftershock. Aftershock Comics, page 220. Hell is a square circle. It is another wrestling comic book. Written by Chris Condone with art by Francesco B. Agony. Uh, that releases on September the 21st. It is a $7.99 book, 48 pages. Quick synopsis. Ted, the Irish Muska Walsh is a third-tier wrestling heel with a problem himself. He's behind on rent, child support, and his career. But he thinks he can change things as he attempts to take control of his life. His actions leave him with blood on his hands. Ted finds himself on the run from the authorities and the darkness of his past. As Ted tries to escape his former life and build a new, better future, his mistakes come back to haunt him. In the ring and out. So again, that releases on September 21st, $7.99 from Aftershock. And then a few pages over, page 224, uh, the 06 Protocol, number one, written by Lee Turner with art by Cliff Richards. It is a $4.99 book and it releases on September the 14th. Uh, quick synopsis. The seemingly perfect life of the Marino family is shattered when family patriarch Faust is brutally murdered on a quiet summer night. His wife, Kat, and 16-year-old daughter, Missy, are forced to confront a shocking truth about Faust's involvement in a secret government program known as the 06 Protocol. Now Kat and Missy have to protect each other as they are hunted and haunted by the people and secrets of Faust's double life. Again, that is a four ninety nine book, thirty two pages, releases on September the fourteenth from Aftershock. Moving on over to page two sixty four, we get to AWA Upshot. Uh, Erratic is back with Erratic Recharge number one, written and drawn by Kari Andrews. It releases on September the 7th. Uh, again, remember, Erratic is set within the Resistance universe. Uh, and again, EWA does a good job of, of doing stories and keeping things tied together. Again, September 7th, 399 book from EWA.
Then on page uh, 268, Absolution number three, written by Peter Milligan with art by Mike Diodato. Uh, it releases on September 21st, $3.99. I read issue number one already. It was a hellified story. Uh, great story from Peter Milligan. Uh, been in the industry a long time and continues to contribute again releases september 21st 3.99 from awa moving on over to page 325 we get to idw uh, a few books i'm picking up there both in the star trek universe uh first up star trek number 400 uh, written by chris Eliopoulos with art by mike johnson uh, it is a $7.99 book, and it releases in September from IDW. At the bottom of the page, we get to another, uh, I'll call it a tie-in to the Mirror War series that's going on. Star Trek The Mirror War, Troy Number 1, written by Mareki Nijap, with art by Megan Levins. And that is a $3.99 book from IDW. Moving on over to page 358. This is Opus Publishing. Uh, Eternal Descent number one, written by Michael Moresi with art by Marco Lorenzana. Uh, Eternal Descent, again, doc doctor student and struggling musician Lyra Constance has become obsessed with the occult influence on the history of music hoping it would lead to her big break. But she soon learns that evil is very real and finds herself cast into, into an eternal battle between heaven and hell with the world hanging in balance. That is a $4.99 book uh, coming out in September. It is described as a limited series. Moving on over now to page 385, uh, Source Point Press, Heaven's Reject, number one, written by Greg Wright, with art by Scott Sackett. Uh, quick synopsis, what if Charlie's angels were real angels? When three violent, foul-mouthed angels are dumped on Earth after flunking out as Heaven's army, they find out the hard way that life ain't cheap. Good deeds don't pay the rent, so these angels agree to freelance for a gang of demons, killing their evil rivals for cash. The angels get paid, fight wickedness, and take money away from the bad guys. That's good, right? Join this angelic suicide squad on a wild ride into epic mythological ass-kicking action. Your job still sucks, but these ladies have it worse. Say yes to Heaven's Rejects. Again, that is going to be a $3.99 book releasing in September. Uh, Stabble Stitch Bound from Source Point Press. Then jumping a few pages over, page 396, we get to the second issue of Gun Honey Blood for Blood, written by Charles Adai with art by Ang Ho Ching, uh, that releases on September the 21st, 
399 from Titan. And then finally we get on over to page 416, Valiant Entertainment and Exo Manowar Unconquered, written by Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, and Liam well, by Liam Sharp. That's on sale in November. Uh, so it's an early solicit, November 23rd. Um, doesn't give a price, but I am I am teetering on whether or not I am going to invest in this series only because as much of as much of a fan I am of Liam Sharp and his his style of drawing, I have not been a fan. And, and those of you guys who listen in over at the Batman universe know that I am not a huge fan of what Becky Cloonan and uh, Michael Conrad are doing on Batgirls. So uh, I am a little timid on whether or not I'm going to pick that up uh, for that reason and that reason alone. But uh, that art just draws me in from Liam Sharp. And then that's it for the for the main comics. Moving over into the manga section, uh, page four sixty three. And, and again, guys, I, I am not huge on manga only because I've had limited exposure to it. Uh, believe me, Stefan uh, Ian over at TBU, you know, give me a lot of tips and recommendations. I just uh, haven't had the time to really do it. But Udon is doing uh, Street Fighter Masters Chun-Li number one uh, releasing in September. It's going to be four ninety-nine. And then uh, one of the other things that we do know about uh, manga is that it, uh, it has its audiences. So uh, moving over to Ghost Ship, and we know that Ghost Ship does a lot of mature-themed uh, books. Uh, page 454, and I, and I just thought this was funny. I have no interest in picking it up. And uh, again, this is not for the kids. But uh, Booty Royale, Never Go Down Without a Fight, Omnibus Number 4. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to read the synopsis, but I just saw that title and thought it was hilarious. Uh, but that is going to do it for the big book uh, for the month of September. And so with that being said, let's talk about some comics that have come out over the past week or so. And of course, the first one I want to talk about, which is the one that's really been in the news uh, as of late, is... 8 Billion Genies, written by Charles So and art by Ryan Brown. Now, again, issue two is uh, the most recent issue that came out uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but, again, it's been in the news because of the fact that uh, they've announced a series over at Amazon. And, of course, the speculators went crazy uh, once that was done. But, just an, an idea, my thoughts on the title itself. On the title itself. 
So, first of all, the idea of the story, and, and the story is set in St. Clair Shores, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit, sitting right there on the uh, the shore of Lake St. Clair. Um, but the idea of every person on Earth getting or having a genie with one wish uh, and the results we're getting thus far is absolutely crazy. Uh, it's intriguing. Yes, Dano thinks it's intriguing as well. Um, some questions on it, you know, so for example, how are babies who I assume have a genie as well, how are they granted their wish? Do the genie just hang around until they're able to talk? Are they able to speak baby? I assume they do. Uh, but we, we see some crazy ideas. Now, first of all, what Mr. William does in protecting everything within his bar um, is genius. And so it really sets up a central point for the entire story, even though, you know, we get taken to different parts of the country, different parts of the world, I'm assuming, as the other issues come out. Uh, but we have a central point where as all these things are happening everywhere, people disappearing, people dying, people getting rich, people just doing whatever. And Mr. Williams' bar is protected from all of all of this, the lamp wick, uh, Mr. Williams' bar. But that bar and everything within it is protected. And it was truly genius, you know, that wish, that wish that no other wish made outside of this bar can affect the bar or anyone or anything within it. And so, I mean, genius idea. And it immediately, you know, took effect with the fact um, of the band member who wished that the other band member would fall in love with her and it didn't work because she made a wish outside the bar and he was inside the bar. So when she goes inside to, you know, see if the wish worked, it didn't because uh, Mr. Williams's wish protected everybody from being affected. And so she had a wasted wish. However, you know, she wasn't the only one with wasted wishes, which again comes up with uh, another question with how the genies are able to come up with the rules that they they have. So first of all, you know, typically when we talk about genies and having wishes, it's always been three of them. But immediately they say, nope, you only get one. We're not giving you three. But then uh, we get to the scene where the president of the United States, who's also genius, by the way, by not using his wish, but ordering one of his generals to wish what he wanted, um, actually doesn't get what he wished for simply because they have another rule where, you know, we see these superpowers and we see it when he attempts to call North Korea and North Korea is thinking that their wish worked as well and they didn't. And he just said, well, we cancel some things out when we see that there's too much of a conflict between one another we just cancel them out so it, it, it's it's 
interesting how we we have these rules that the genies are now binding everyone to uh, but it makes for an interesting story but as we get to the end of issue two we see that the cast is going to grow now as some visitors show up at the Lampwick's door uh, and so we see we'll see how that takes place in issue three what I also find uh, a little interesting is is when looking at the genies, how the genies uh, actually take the form of the person that they've been assigned to. They don't actually look exactly like them, but they look similar. So I think that was just a, a nice touch from Ryan Brown in his uh, in his pencils. But again, that is Eight Billion Genies issue one and two uh, from Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Okay, next book, uh, we have another image book, but I kind of picked this up on a whim. I wasn't sure how uh, I would enjoy it, but considering the enjoyment I have, I have in uh, reading Daredevil, as well as what he uh, has done thus far in the first issue of Batman, Batman number 125, I decided to go ahead and pick this up, and this is... Public Domain, written and drawn by Chip Stazowski. Again, it's an image book. And, oh boy, this one is a doozy. So it, it, it takes uh, several things. If, if you can remember back to the, the whole Bob Kane and Bill Finger ordeal with Batman and... and how all these years, you know, uh, it was just Bob Kane who was credited with the creation of Batman uh, before Bill Finger was given his just due. Uh, take that and add several twists to it, especially uh, once you you get to the end of the first issue, uh, but. It, it, it takes it takes that it looks at other ideas when when looking at how uh, artists and creators are uh, treated by studios and publishers with regards to comics especially those comics that make it to the big screen and so what uh, public domain focuses on is a comic book titled uh, Domain, which was created uh, by two creators, uh, artist Sid Dallas and writer and writer Jerry Gasper. So, as you go through the pages of the story, um, it focuses primarily on the Dallas family and. Uh, one of Sid's sons is a journalist, and he's been asked to cover the release of the movie, and he's sent to interview the star of the movie, and he's not crazy about the idea of doing this. He, he has always tried to avoid uh, anything that had to do with 
the domain uh, simply because he's always been of the opinion that uh, his dad did not get uh, the credit he was due for his role as the artist in creating the domain. Uh, you know, you, you look at where his dad lived with his mom and it's very modest um, compared to Jerry Gasper, who is living in this mansion. He has an assistant who waits on him hand and foot. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's seen as the primary creator of this comic book, The, the Domain, which is now uh, a blockbuster movie series. So, as we get to the release of the movie, and this is where things really start to come together, uh, Jerry's assistant is a real comic book fan. And, you know, she's tried to give Jerry a few of her scripts that she'd written just to get his feedback on it, but he's always brushed her aside. But while at uh, this premiere of The Domain, she meets Sid, who is the uh, artistic creator of The Domain, and she is just fascinated by him. Everybody's ignoring him. You know, they're focusing on the stars. They see Jerry. Jerry doesn't want to have anything to do with Sid. He hates him. Uh, he tells the studio, hey, keep me 50 feet from this guy. I don't want him anywhere near me. But she, his assistant is really fascinated with Sid. And she goes and she has a conversation with him just about her love of comics, her love of what he did in creating the domain and, you know, his role in creating the comic book. And again, she's just a huge nerd to the point to where she says, can I take a picture? with you uh and he ends up taking a picture with her as well you know because he's fascinated that someone is fascinated by the work he's done uh as an artist compared to jerry who's always front and center as the writer of the book but he enjoys that interaction and again just to show just how much the studio treats Sid like shit you know Jerry's up towards the front. Sid is in the last row. But, you know, again, he he just loves seeing his work on the screen. You know, he's, he's happy to be where he is. You know, and by the time the movie's over, you know, again, Jerry doesn't care. You know, he's getting his money. He's snoring in the movie theater, whereas... You know, Sid sitting back there, he's eating his popcorn, huge smile on his face. And uh, Tanya, who's Jerry's assistant, she sees this and she's just, again, fascinated by the love and the commitment Sid has to his work and seeing his work on the screen, despite the fact he gets little no credit for it uh, so you know the premiere happens everybody goes home it's the next day jerry's acting an ass with tanya again and uh, 
he sends her down to the basement to search for some old script pages that the studio is asking for to add to their PR pieces. And so she does just that. She goes down and she's digging in boxes trying to find these old script pages. And she finds the box and she starts rumbling through it. And she stops. And she just looks in awe. And you now wonder what is this that she's found. Uh, and in the meantime, Sid gets home. His his boys they're waiting on him. You know his boys uh, have always been fascinated with him. You know he included them in an issue of the comic. You know and you know they love their dad. You know and they're there. You know holding up a huge sign for the creator of comics that spawned the great biggest movie in the world and you know again you know that means a lot to him you know he doesn't get the credit that is due to him you know as a creator and so as we get to the end of the issue you know they're preparing to leave the airport um Dave and Miles, you know, who who are Sid's two boys. And as they walk to Dave's van. And so before they're able to get in the van, uh, Sid gets a call. And it turns out it's Tanya. And so Miles and, and Dave, they're like, who, wait. You met a woman in L.A.? And, you know, he, he goes and he explains who Tanya is. But then he goes on to say that she found a box with some old paperwork. And the paperwork says that Sid owns the domain. And the issue ends. Now, of course... First thing that comes out of my mouth as I flip and see that there's nothing after that is damn you, Chip Sadowski. But, oh boy, I am so hyped for this story. I am, I have an interest in all of the Dallas's, Sid, uh, Dave, and Miles, you know, and they couldn't be any different. I mean, they, they, well, I'll put it this way. They're very different, all three. But the two boys, they each have a a bit of their dad in them that you can see. You know, Miles, the journalist, is committed to his work uh, as a journalist. You know, committed enough to where he, he doesn't want to cover anything that his dad has done. And... Dave is just this happy, free, go lucky, always has a smile on his face, just like his dad, not a care in the world. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the three of them, I'm assuming the three of them are all going to play a huge role in uh, what happens as Sid pops as Sid possibly uh, goes 
for property that's rightfully his. I mean, he's gonna not just have to deal with Jerry on this, but he's gonna have to deal with a major entertainment studio, entertainment conglomerate uh, that currently owns the rights to the movie as well as to the comic book. Uh, so, again, that is Public Domain Number 1, uh, written and drawn by Chip Zdowski. Again, I highly, re- I highly recommend uh, this book. It is actually my book of the week uh, for comics that came out this past Wednesday uh, for New Comic Book Day. But again, if you haven't picked it up, pick it up. You will definitely enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm actually enjoying everything Chip Zdowski is writing right now. Uh, great writer, great writing style, and he's a damn good artist uh, as well. So pick it up and enjoy it. All right, next up, we have the second issue of Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, written by Stephanie Williams, with art by Alida Martinez and Mark Morales. Um, if you're following the series, you know that at the end of issue one, um, Nubia was caught in a mudslide or landslide of sorts. And so uh, issue two is picked up in the hospital in San Paulo, Brazil. And Nubia is there uh, in a either a deep sleep or a coma. And she's uh, surrounded by some of her Demoscarian sisters and Hawk Girl. But one of the things that we did not get when Stephanie Williams first started her run on Nubia, uh, which was uh, Nubia and the Amazons, is we didn't get the story of how Nubia or what Nubia's past life was about. You know, we we got the story of her coming out of the well of souls, but we never knew what that life was about. She didn't know what that life was about. She couldn't remember it. But issue two, we get to see that now. And we see that her previous life was in Madagascar, and uh, she, the daughter of a king, so she's a princess, a royal princess, but she wants to be a fighter, she wants to be a soldier, uh, so we, we see where her fighting style, her, her, her command of the field comes from, it's something that she's longed with held, and that was uh, something that carried over with her as she emerged from the Well of Souls back in uh, Nubia and the Amazons. And uh, so at some point uh, she gets visitors and it's her, uh, it's her fellow sisters from South America uh, led by Yara Flor. And uh, they are now wondering what could have happened and but they all realize that this landslide that has uh, occurred wasn't a coincidence. It was man-made, and it was 
it was meant to send a message or meant to uh, actually take out Nubia herself. Uh, and so Nubia is is trying to again. She she's remembering the dream about her past life, and she's trying to make sense of it. Uh, but as they are discussing this, the news is discussing all that has happened in Brazil and the destruction that has occurred since Nubia's arrived in Brazil. You know, Nubia went there uh, for a diplomatic mission, but since then, um, there's been a lot going on, and they feel her and the Amazons being there uh, is the cause of it. And so, you know, Nubia went there on a mission of diplomacy, but there's just been nothing but destruction since she's arrived. And so she's wondering now whether it's time for her to head home. And uh, as she begins to do that, she gets up, she gets dressed. Uh, there's a rumble outside. And uh, it seems that there are some people who are interested in Nubia and this amulet that she's wearing. Uh, which is not whole, it's part of a second piece. Uh, but they are coming after her, and as uh, she and the other Amazons battle and eventually get the upper hand, a, another individual arrives, and she comes for the amulet. And her name is Zilla. Uh, so that'll be continued in part three. Uh, again, this is a four-part miniseries from Stephanie Williams. Uh, but that is Nubia, number two, Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number two. Let me just say, the art, the art is beautiful. I met Alita uh, Martinez and Mark Morales both at Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, last year and uh, had a good conversation about how they were how they're able to gel in creating the art on the pages and these panels and you really cannot tell the difference between who's who uh, I actually saw Stephanie Williams at HeroCon uh, back in June and had a good conversation with her uh, and she agreed to come on the show so uh, I'm going to be making plans on doing that probably after the series ends. I'd rather have a conversation about the whole uh, all four issues just to pick her brain on and get her thoughts on why she did some of the things throughout the series and, and not just that but also going all the way back to uh, the first piece of her run with Nubia and uh, Nubia and the Amazons, which led into the uh, trial of the Amazons. But, again, I'm enjoying this. Uh, pick it up. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons. This was issue two from Stephanie Williams, Alita Martinez, and Mark Morales. And so the last book I, I want to discuss, and it's going to be very brief because I really, I really am not going to give it a fair review. Uh, is 
Metal Society, issue number three from Zach Kaplan with art by Gerhard Balbi. Uh, and uh, I am not going to give a full review only because I have not read the first two issues. I didn't realize that this was the third, but I am going to, you know, talk about this uh, in an upcoming episode after I'm able to read all three issues together and then give a, uh, a full review on all three issues. But let me just say the art is beautiful. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's not very vivid, which is absolutely fine considering the story. Uh, it's, it's the dullness makes it more interesting and more appeasing to the eye. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to just say that and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, and I'm going to read the first two issues as well so that I can uh, get a full idea of what's going on. But um, it, 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 but it seems to go along the same line of Real Steel, the Hugh Jackman movie uh, from a few years ago, back in 2011, um, where... You know, humans control robots in uh, fights. Uh, again, but that's just from what I'm seeing in this issue. I want to, I really want to catch up by reading the first two as well so I can get the full gist of what's going on so I can really give a fair assessment of it. But I, I, I like I said, I, I enjoyed the story for what I understood it to be and I loved the art for how it looked. But uh, again, I'll I'll have a more fuller assessment if I'm able to read the first two issues, and I will uh, do that in a future episode. But that is going to do it for our books for this episode. Let's talk about the books that are coming out this upcoming new comic book. Day, which is uh, July the 19th for DC and July the 20th for all of the other releases. Uh, uh, first up, looking at the DC books that are coming out uh, on the 19th, uh, Nightwing number 94 from Tom Taylor uh, that continues the Heartless blockbuster uh, story. Uh, if we remember last episode, or last issue at least, uh, Heartless went to the to Blockbuster with the idea of taking over Blue Haven, uh, and Blockbuster proceeded to kill Heartless or at least attempt to. And we see the issue in with uh, Heartless getting a new heart from a wall of hearts that are there for him. Uh, so that'll be coming out on the nineteenth. Batman Superman World's Finest. Only reason why I have not been reading this, but the only reason why I mention it is because it is supposed to have a direct uh, tie-in to what's going to happen in Mark Wade's Batman vs. Robin miniseries. Again, I'm not excited about that at all, but it is what it is, and uh, that'll be coming out on Tuesday as well. Uh, issue number seven of Batman the Night, Chip Zdarsky's uh, Batman origin, uh, if you want to call it that. I absolutely love it. it there has not been a bad issue uh, in this series, but we get to issue number seven of ten. Uh, and again, that's coming out 
on the 19th. Uh, the art from Raphael Albuquerque is beautiful. I just absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. Then we get uh, issue number two of Christopher Priest's uh, Black Adam series uh, that's coming out on Tuesday. Uh, we get the first issue of Artemis Wanted. Artemis Wanted number one, written by Vida Ayala with art by Scholar Patridge. Uh, that'll be coming out on Tuesday. And then uh, finally, with DC, we get Fables issue number 153 from Bill Willingham, uh, which also comes out on Tuesday. Then, looking at our other books releasing on Wednesday, uh, New Comic Book Day, issue number five of She-Hulk from uh, Rainbow Ryle, uh, we get the first issue of Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day, uh, written by Karen Gillan with art by Valero Shidi. Uh, that'll be coming out on Wednesday. Also coming out Wednesday from Marvel, uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number three. Also releasing on Wednesday, uh, we get, also releasing on Wednesday, we get Grim number three from Stephanie Phillips and Flaviano, uh, but issue number three, it will be, will be coming out. And if you can remember how issue number two ended, uh, she was able to find the vault that had her past and uh, the story of how she died. And as she was getting that story, uh, Adira showed up and uh, put an end to what was going on. So we, we will see what will happen with that. Uh, from IDW coming out, on the 20th, we get Star Trek The Mirror War, number 7 from the Tippin Brothers and IEW. Uh, that's a $3.99 book if you want to pick that up. Uh, Fateless, volume 3, number 6, the final issue of, of the third volume. And I'm just going to say, I'm not picking it up, I'm not reading it. Uh, I had the first two volumes, and volume two just did me in. But uh, for those of you out there who are fans of Brian Azzarello, uh, who may have missed out on it, uh, just know that this is the last issue of the third volume. And supposedly this is the last issue of that particular universe. They don't, he doesn't expect to do uh, another volume of it. It was always meant to be a trilogy of volumes. Uh, in the DC Universe, I missed these when talking about DC, uh, but in the DC Universe, coming from Milestone on the Milestone End, we have uh, Duo Number 3 from Greg Pak and Choi Pham, and then we have Blood Syndicate Season 1 Number 3 from Jeffrey Thorne with art by Chris Cross. Coming out from AWA, uh, we have the penultimate issue of The Joneses. Uh, if you can remember from my review last time, uh, The Joneses had a uh, a decision to make. You know, that reached the fork in a row where they were basically asked to um, team up with another family of reborns or 
battle them. Uh, so we will see what um, what that answer will be. But from the looks of the cover, we see that they may we may have their answer and that they're gonna there's gonna be a fight. Uh, so I'm excited to see how that fight plays out. And then finally, um, Scott Snyder with his Best Jacket Press has uh, two series that are coming out. Uh, the first is Bond Stormers number one that he's doing with artist Tula Lote. Uh, that was that was delayed a few times, but it looks like they're finally going to release that on uh, next week. And then the other book uh, is Canary. Uh, that he is doing with Dan Panacean, uh, which is also coming out next week. So uh, those are the books that I am going to be looking at next week. Uh, again, venture out to your comic shop uh, and support those guys uh, and pick up some books. Um, I'll be waiting for mine to actually be in uh, so I can grab and scan and bag and board and get some reading done. Uh, and um, I'm also going to pick up a few digital issues as well uh, so that I can uh, get some quick reading done uh, as I travel. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. Um Next time, next time, I'm, I'm going to be, again, looking at some books uh, that have come out over the past week or so. Uh, talking about those, I'll be doing a quick review, again, of Metal Society after I get a chance to read the other two issues uh, that have come out already. But uh, I am going to be at Comic Palooza on Saturday. Uh, in Houston, Texas. So if you are there, uh, give me a holler, give me a shout out, pick up a lanyard. That will be the only day that I will be at Comic Palooza. Uh, that is my only day of reprieve uh, as I await my boss, my work boss, to show up for a uh, healthcare conference that we will be attending. Uh, out there in Houston. So um, it was just by chance that this, this conference was happening right as uh, Comic Palooza will be ending. So I'm going to stop over there that Saturday and uh, speak to some of the folks that are over there. Uh, Stephanie Phillips is on the list. Jock is on the list. So I, I hope to get a chance to uh, speak and say hi to those to those guys. And uh, see what else I can get my hands on uh, since I only have uh, that one day to do so before that conference kicks off and I head back into work mode. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast as always. I do thank you for your support of the show. I ask you to spread the word, let everyone know about us, and uh, be on the lookout as we uh, put out our next episode. Uh, so, again, 
want to thank you all for what you do and, and enjoy hope you enjoy the show leave us some feedback as always uh, but until next time until we meet again keep reading those comics <laughs>